Hey everybody, it's Maddie Van and welcome back to episode 37. We don't have any cool intro music because I can't seem to get the volume right and I think it's blowing everybody's ears out, so we're going without it today. As always, I am not a doctor or a nurse or have anything to do with the medical profession and neither do my guests normally. This is not any type of medical advice whatsoever. Please seek out your HTC or primary care physician if you have questions. I would like to thank Shire for making this podcast happen. Since the first modern treatments for bleeding disorders were developed, Shire has been there advancing therapy and resources with ongoing support for the community. Shire is committed to improving the lives and health of people with bleeding disorders through community partnership and leading investments in research. Shire will continue to strive for their ultimate goal, a life free of bleeds but full of dreams. To learn more about Shire, visit bleedingdisorders.com. This episode is about back to school, and I'm just going to address a few of the questions or the general questions that I get via direct message or texting on how do you prepare your school for a new hemophiliac coming in, how do you connect your HTC or your whoever you're using for education with the school. And then another question was, oh, how do you decide between a 504 and an IEP? And then um, some of them are, who do you use? Like, do you use a pharma rep to come in and talk to the school? Do you use your HTC nurse? Do you do it? So I'm going to go over all those things today. And I am 100% not an expert, but I have a big mouth, so people ask me questions, and I tell them what I think. So lucky you, you get to hear it. If it's wrong information, please let me know. I think that in our community, we tend to sometimes jump all over everybody if it's not the, the opinion that we ourselves hold. So the point of Hemoji Unite is to unite us all in a loving, caring family that we all value everyone's opinion. So FYI, this is just my opinion, but these are questions that I am asked. So let's see, um, uh, the 504 versus the IEP. Again, not an expert. First, I sat in with my HTC and all the drug companies. They always do the educational dinners about what, which one do you pick, right? It's always still confusing to me. And you know what? I am a smarty pants. And I felt pretty dumb when I was learning all about this stuff. For some reason, I just couldn't wrap my head around, well, I thought, oh, I don't even need one. I'm not even going to get one. And then I said, well, I'm going to get an IEP. And what we decided to do was go with a 504 plan because from my understanding, it's a little, it's kind of the entry level into whether we go to an IEP if the 504 plan isn't working. So in our school, we are switching schools, but our old school was the first time that we used it, and we started it at the end of kindergarten and went to first grade, and we went over it every year. We were extremely lucky that the school that we were in had a real nurse, so a nurse that had worked in the peds ward before, so she knew all about rolly veins, and she knew a little bit about hemophilia. Actually, she knew a lot about hemophilia, and she went home and did her research before we actually sat down and had the 504 plan. So we were really lucky and she came with a lot of knowledge that I thought was pretty impressive. And she had some before she went home, did her own research and it was pretty spot on. So we decided to go with the 504. We 
I tried to go heavy with the allowances at first, just in case, but we've never had to use them. Oh, actually, haha, that's not true. We have used it because when it's a bad factor morning or we are just taking way too long, even though we wake up early on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when we do our shot, when we are tardy, that 504 plan has saved my kid from having... Um, the tardy knocks against them. He, I guess that's a big deal, being tardy a lot. Without that, I think we would have had maybe 12 tardies last year, but none of them counted against him. So that was pretty good. And I, I'm very honest And when I say, hey, this is a completely not a medical tardy. This is because I woke up later, he woke up later, whatever. So I'm very honest with them when I go in there. Trust. It's all about trust. So that's kind of how... We dealt with it. Every single person is different. So the answer to 504 versus IEP is it depends. Got to work with your HTC and your school. Hopefully your school is cool. I've heard horror stories about certain schools not uh, being on the child side and just trying to protect the school. I don't know. It's icky and I really hope none of you have to deal with that. Um, if you do have to deal with that, Call in the big dogs. Call in your HTC. They'll have somebody that will come down and sit in the meetings with you. They have patient advocates that will sit down with you too. I know of one in particular that will help you. So if you need an advocate, if you're in Southern California, I have somebody that I can connect you with. So let me know or that they will um, work with you to get an IEP or a 504 plan. Sometimes you do need somebody in there that will be on your side and can kind of be tough if you aren't feeling that tough that day <laughs> or strong that day. Um, so the next one was how do you prepare to tell your school or how do you get the school together and who do you use to talk and educate? So the first year, this is again, me personally, everybody has their own story. The first year I had awesome, my awesome Brenda, who was a mom that had a son or is a mom that has a son a little bit older and so she had been through this. She created this really cool piece where she just listed, here's what you do in case of a nosebleed. You know, my son has hemophilia. And she put a big, cute picture of him and some information and then laminated it and gave it out to everybody who would talk to her, who was going to come in contact with her kid. So I totally copied her because uh, that was brilliant and she's smart and I wish I could be like her. So... I did the same thing, put my kids' info in there, changed out the picture, and then that is what we used. And I have used that ever since. And they're tiny. I put them on smaller and smaller cards just so that they could have them, especially if they didn't know him, if it was he was going into a new school. So the cool thing is that HFA has a fillable form that you can just put down all your information on and then add a picture. Um, they took that idea and made it pretty fillable. So you'll get an either an idea to start and you can make your own or you can just use theirs and kind of add things that you want either in hand or like I said, create your own. That's one thing that we did. Um, and I would over prepare. So I have those all the time and I would hand those out to, to every single person that's going to come in contact with my kid. And so this year, um, we're going to new school, so I'm going to have to start all over. So I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do the presentation. And it was HFA's presentation that I did at the old school and the school prior to that. So I'm pretty used to that one, and I just kind of gloss over the things that 
depending on the audience that they need to hear. So I guess I just totally took everything from HFA, didn't I? And Brenda. But, you know, they're brilliant, so it's cool. If you can, I usually get like, I used to get an all staff meeting and I would do the HFA presentation either by myself or I would have the HTC nurse in LA. She was awesome. Her name was Kathy and she was so fantastic. She came to a couple of my kids' schools and gave the hemophilia presentation and really made it not scary for them, which is good. And then I kind of added the scare factor back in because I wanted them to make sure like, Yes, they want you to treat my kid normally, but I also want you to make sure that you need to call me if anything happens. So um, that usually works. You can also, so if you're going to do it yourself, you, I was pretty confident because I've already had my HTC nurse go with me to several different schools or several different groups of teachers at the school. And then I felt confident doing it by myself with the HFA presentation. So the other question was, how do you get those uh, people together? How do you get the school people together with the HTC people? Um, very, it's super easy. For us, it was just making an appointment. First, I call the HTC, and I get when the nurse does uh, on-site visits, on what days. They'll normally have a day. Like, we do it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays between this time and this time. And then I just took that information, and I called the school, and I made an arrangement, and I requested that as many people be there that would be in contact with my son as possible. So any aftercare, the PE teacher, the um, assistance to the teachers, the substitutes if possible, if they were, uh, we have a couple subs that were regulars at the school. So they were in on it, the administration and the school nurse and of course the teacher. So I always requested that all of those people came sometimes. Many of those people didn't come and I was pretty annoyed and I just reaffirmed you guys need to be here. This is my child, and I'm let, letting you have him and trusting that you're going to take care of him for almost eight hours a day, so you need to make this a priority. And after I was, after I put a lot of energy toward that, they would get on board if they weren't already. There's always a little bumpy patch where everyone's very afraid. At least in my experience, uh, the teachers and things are kind of, they call me for everything. And which is fine. And I, what I always do is say, thank you so much for calling. That's exactly what you're supposed to do together. We're going to, you're going to learn when you have to call me or when you can kind of brush, you know, move it to the side. And by making sure that the teacher and the nurse always felt appreciated and that they were doing the right thing by calling me, even if it was a bump or a scrape or something that was little, uh, that really bridged the gap to them trusting me and me trusting them. Where do you get the information? So I have listed in the show notes uh, a few sites where I have kind of lifted and or like in the HFA, completely lifted (laughs) their presentation. What? Thank you, HFA, um, for my kid. I also, I really love Global Genes. They have great information, great programming, great resources, great webisodes or um, webinars. They have just a ton of information and I really think everything that they do is pretty well done. And I have, um, a, there's a, Bear has a clotting cascade video that I always have ready to go so that in case ever they have asked me questions, I just play the video. So anytime, like I said, I'm a lazy presenter, anytime I can get a visual aid or something that's um, written out 
to go hand in hand with my explanation, that's what I do. Because some people are visual learners, auditory learners, or um, but if they read it, they'll really solidify it. So I always come over prepared. I have the things printed out. I have the laminated cards with my child. Well, now I have the HFA ones. I'm gonna try those this year. And I have the video on my phone ready to go. It's downloaded on my phone. And then I have the HFA presentation also downloaded on my phone. It's just slides that I can just go through or plug into a presentation or a laptop and, and show from there. So with, with print, with auditory, with um, visual, I will capture every type of learning. And then I always give everybody my personal um, card and I say, you ha please call me at any time. I will always come down and talk no matter what time it is if anyone needs more education or anyone has questions and so that has worked out for me so anyway there you go I hope that Q&A answers some of your questions that I get a lot of I usually get a lot of the same questions and if not always talk to your HTC they always have a program hit every single another good tip is to hit every single pharma rep that you know they all have a school program and I remember Novo had a really cool school checklist and how to say it, what to say, who to contact. And I don't know if they had, I don't know if the reps can come out and talk about uh, bleeding disorders with the schools, but they have programs that you can use. So dig deep and you know that they love to talk. So <laughs> use your farmer reps and ask them for materials and then actually use them. So, and you can pick through all the different ones and create your own, whatever works for you and whatever gives you really good interaction with your school is the best because obviously the more people that are focused on working as a team it takes a village around your child then the better the safer everyone will feel and that's it but here is the best part Hemos Unite is giving away a backpack full of goodies for somebody who is in need of school supplies I know that school supplies are incredibly expensive so this year, um, Hemos Unite's a nonprofit, which means, uh, no, 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 we are not a nonprofit. I don't get any benefits from being a nonprofit. I just don't make any money doing this. <laughs> so we do have sponsors that help. And from that money is how we fund or how I fund other things. So we are, we sponsor To Be Friends every month. It's not a lot, but it's something. And then we sponsor Save One Life and then we also this month we have a little bit of money left over so we're going to stock a backpack full chock full of school supplies so to enter all you need to do is on the twitter that has promoted this episode episode 37 if you retweet it and put your name in saying hey this is billy bob and i have a 15 year old middle schooler no that's probably high school right high schooler who loves pineapples and I don't know rainbows and unicorns I will try to tailor the backpack contents to that specific child so that's all you need to do to enter is to hopefully retweet that would be great because we want to spread the word about hemos night because we are one for all and all for one and then tell me the age group and the grade and a couple of interests in your entry. Um, don't reveal any personal information like the child's name or anything like that. Um, please only enter for somebody who really needs a backpack or for your, like if your cousin or your sister's friend in our bleeding disorder community needs a backpack full of school supplies, then 
obviously enter for them. You can enter as many times as you want. Um, on the Instagram, you can also do that by sending, leaving a comment under the photo for episode 37. On this uh, hemosunite.com episode 37 comments page, you can leave an entry. And then I would say by August 5th, maybe? By the first week in August, we'll pick a name and we will send you the goodies. So um, make sure that you answer your DM when I text message you back. <laughs> Everyone, good luck. And thanks to Shire again for sponsoring episode 37 for over 60 years. Shire has been making a difference in the lives of people with bleeding disorders through pioneering products and programs. A six decades long legacy with one goal in mind, helping you live a life free of bleeds and full of dreams. Learn more at bleedingdisorders.com. That link for bleedingdisorders.com will also be in the show notes along with all of the links to the resources that I use. And thanks to all of the pharma companies and HFA and NHF for putting that stuff out there for us because it is very helpful. I will see you guys on episode 38. Bye, everyone.